Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This afternoon, we have a presentation by Steve Dresser. Uh, Many of you remember him from last year when he did the ClearNode presentation. Today, he will be talking about a blind accessible antenna analyzer. So, um, since uh, our program is the only item on the agenda for today, I will just go ahead and turn it over to Steve. Uh, as Harvey said, we will be talking about an antenna analyzer. And I'm really excited about this product because up until the advent of the Nano VNA, uh, we didn't really have any good way to use antenna analyzers. Um, MFJ has made them over the years uh, for a couple of hundred bucks uh, and some change, maybe 250 bucks. Um, other companies have made them, and they're even more expensive. And that's wonderful, except in every case, we either had the problem that they weren't accessible or you could access them by uh, getting a ham pod, attaching it to the analyzer, and then all of a sudden your price skyrocketed to uh, somewhere up near $1,000. Well, along comes Nano VNA, which is basically a Raspberry Pi computer uh, inside of a little case and this thing is about the size of an iPhone about the size of an iPhone SE um actually it's the size it's about the size of two iPhone SEs sitting on top of each other it's about an inch shorter about the same width and about double the thickness of of one of of one iPhone SE and it's got a screen on it which of course doesn't do us any good um and a lot of sighted people, from what I understand, don't really like it either because it's kind of small. Now, of course, if you're going to take it out and it, and it runs uh, on a lithium-ion battery, which, again, would be great for us uh, to go out in the field, which is often what you want to do with an antenna, an, an antenna analyzer. But for us, that's not really going to do us much good, the battery anyway, because when we use the Nano VNA, we connect it to a computer. Now, the way all this got started is here in the local area, we have a um, repeater club called Zola. Uh, It's uh, the Newton, actually, it's uh, the Newton Amateur Radio Repeater Club, I think. But anyway, one of its members, uh, Frank Ventura, who is also a member of ACB, uh, called N1FMV, got to talking about, got to talking with one of the other members of the group named Bruce McKinnon. And Bruce had been working on a program to talk to the nano VNA, idea being for anybody who needed to get away from the screen. And Frank said, well, look, if you're working on this in HTML, would it be possible for you to write it in such a way that we could access it with our screen readers? Because we can access web browsers and uh, 
you know, that kind of thing. And Bruce thought about it and did some head scratching and possibly some other things and uh, came up with something that has allowed us to use the Nano VNA. Now, the great thing about this device is its price. Um, when I bought mine, which was probably about, oh, I want to say about two and a half years ago, uh, it cost me around $70. At the time, it was available from R&L Electronics, and I think they still are. You can get them on eBay. You can get them as kits. I don't really recommend that for us because, I mean, that's it. You know, if you're really into DIY, I suppose. But honestly, I'm your basic chicken when it comes to soldering anything inside of something as small as this device is. And, uh, you know, I mean, in the old days, I could get my fat fingers into uh, tube radios and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I've got the burns to prove it. But uh, it's a far different world now where you have to be a combination uh, brain surgeon and jeweler and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff to build a kit today. So I think for us, getting the Nano VNA assembled is probably the best idea. Now, they come in a few different flavors, and this is going to make a difference in the price. You can get them that are good up to, I believe, um, the, the cheapest ones are good up to 300 megahertz, which is not going to do you too much good if you want to um, work with 450. Uh, which I did. So, of course, I immediately ruled out the cheaper one. The next model up, I think, worked up to 1.2 gig. And I thought, well, you know, I, I've got friends who do uh, 1296 and that kind of thing. And, you know, for them, that might be just pushing the envelope of, of just about enough. But for me, uh, with what I do, because I never do anything above 450, uh, that model was fine. And I think now they even have one that goes up to 1.9 gig. And I'm not totally sure of that. You might, if you really want to uh, check some of this kind of stuff out, I would say, number one, go to R&L Electronics because, um, and, and you'll see what they have uh, as pre-assembled kits or pre-assembled options for the Nano VNA. Uh, you can also go to nanovna.com n-a-n-o-v-n-a.com and uh, that is another place you can probably find out a fair amount of information you can also download this nano vna controller that we're going to be talking about today from blindhams at wordpress.com and under on that site there's a link that says Radio Links, and if you go to that, uh, if you click on that link, you will be in the right place to download the latest version of the Nano VNA controller. Now, I'm not using, I don't think I'm using the latest version. I think I'm using um, 1.3, and I think there is now a 1.4, uh, which I just found out about, but I didn't really want to upgrade to the latest version, because again, being a firm believer in Murphy's Law, uh, I didn't want that to be the reason that I wouldn't be able to do this uh, presentation. So, 
Also, in out of respect for Mr. Murphy, I decided to record the demo that I'm about to give you uh, because I have a firm conviction that if you don't do that, uh, anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and anything that can't go wrong will also go wrong. So to guard against that kind of thing and to also come out looking much better than I probably would if I tried to wing it, um, I decided to record the demo. So I am going to play that recording um, probably in the middle of it so that I don't put you all to sleep. We will maybe take a break for some questions and um, see how things go. So uh, we'll start the demo uh, right now. All right, I'll start by opening the program, which uh, I do by going to a shortcut on my desktop, which is called Nano VNA. Nano VNA. Nano VNA, opening new window, untitled dash Steve dash Microsoft, Edge, land, loading complete, Nano VNA controller, step and megahertz edit, one heading and no links, Nano VNA controller, group start, navigation tab, sweep tab, selected complex, sweep tab, calibration tab, administration tab, status tab, about tab, group and heading level one, sweep panel, panel. Okay, so we are now in a web interface uh, on which there are several tabs. Um, the one we're in at the moment happens to be the sweep tab. And uh, we'll go to the top of the page. Wrapping the top. Sweep panel heading level one. And I'll, by using the H command. Navigation tabs tab. About tab. Six of six. Okay. If I shift tab twice from the headings, I will be in an area where I can pick the tab that I want to look at. And I've got six choices here. Um, I'll start at the top. Sweep tab selected. One of six. Okay, the first one is the sweep tab. Then we have uh, the next one, which is... Complex sweep tab selected, two of six. Calibration tab selected, three of six. Calibration tab uh, is where I would calibrate the unit uh, depending on what frequency that I'm going to be sweeping. Now, it turns out, since I've done this before, that I've already calibrated the unit for two meters... I've already calibrated the Nano VNA for 2 meters and 440. And those are the bands we're going to be dealing with today, so I'll get to pick later on which calibration I want to use. Generally, you don't have to calibrate more than once per band. But if you want to go to a band that you've never done before, say, for instance, if I wanted to sweep an antenna on 75 meters... I would have to do the calibration again. Now, the calibration, I'm not going to go into the calibration here because it's kind of a fiddly process, uh, but basically it consists of, of connecting three different stubby connectors to the Nano VNA. Um, you have an open stub, which is simply that, an open connection, and the calibration tab will tell you to do that first you'll do that you'll then go to the next button and calibrate the shorted uh, connector and then you'll calibrate the and then you'll do the next button and go to the calibrate the load the 52 ohm load connector and once you've done that you don't have to do it again so 
if if you know, for instance, that you're never going to do anything but two meters, you calibrate it once and you're done. Uh, on the other hand, if you want to do this for a whole b- range of different antennas, you're going to have to do it every time you uh, calibrate a band. Now, um, there are two more tabs here, and I'm not going to discuss either one of them because there's not a whole lot of information in them. There's a status tab, and the only thing in the status tab is the battery voltage which, of course, because we're connected to the computer via USB, uh, is kind of meaningless because it's getting its power from the computer. Um, And the other tab is the About tab, which would give you the version number and might be useful if you're, well, you know, for for any of the reasons why we ever have um, version numbers. Now, the one thing where the status in that kind of thing might be useful is if you're not totally sure that things are working the way you want, you you think you might be connected, but you're not totally sure and you can check the status to make sure that you are. But even there, you're going to find out anyway uh, with other things because, you know, none of the other, if, if, if things are not working correctly, then um, none of the uh, things that I've just been describing will work at all. So the status may be marginally useful, but uh, again, you're you're already going to know that you're in deep trouble anyway. Administration tab selected, 406. The administration tab is where you set your uh, COM port, and that's already been done. So I have an antenna connected to... The Nano VNA at this point. It's an antenna that's up on my roof, and uh, it's the smaller of my two band of my dual band antennas uh, for two meters and four forty. So first, we're going to do some simple sweeps. So I'll go back through my tabs here. Calibration tab complex sweep, sweep tab selected one of six. Okay, I am now I have now selected the sweep tab. And I'll uh, down arrow to get out of this little area here. Actually, I'll just uh, hit an H to get me to the heading. Sweep heading level one. And I know that I, and because of the heading that I'm now seeing, um, I know that I'm in the sweep tab, which is where I want to be. Okay, now I down arrowed to get to this little uh, kind of a, line here that has these things. Uh, The first thing is a combo box where you pick the calibration profile you want, and I happen to know that profile zero is my two-meter calibration. Calibration preset combo box zero. So I'm going to tab from that. Start frequency in megahertz edit. And here's where I'll enter the start frequency in megahertz. So one, four, four, Point zero. Tab again. And frequency in megahertz edit. One four eight point zero. Uh, tab again. Step in megahertz edit. Now the step is where we tell the nano VNA how many or what a series of frequencies that we're going to that we're going to look at 
to see how this antenna is behaving. And I want to do this for every 500 kilohertz. Now, in two meters, it probably makes sense to do it for something like 500 kilohertz. If I were on the low bands and I had, say, for instance, I was in the middle of 75 meters, I might want to do this for 10 kilohertz or 20 kilohertz. Say I had an antenna that was behaving really strangely and I wanted to figure out where the problems were. I would decrease the step size so that I would take more samples of uh, the readings here. So I'm going to do 0.5, which would be 500 kilohertz. Tab. Sweep button. And now we get to the sweep button. So I'll hit the sweep. And now I'll do an H, which should get me back to the headings. Wrapping the top. Sweep panel heading level one. And we're back at sweep panel. Now what I need to do is a T command because what the result of this sweep is that we now have a table. And it's a very nicely built table. JAWS will read it just fine. Eight columns and two rows. VSWR sweep result. Column one. Row one. 144.000 best match. Column one. Row one. Okay, so we now can look at the the results of our sweep. So I'll narrow, I'll use the down arrow here. 1.24 best match, row 2. So we see our best match, which happens to be at the low end of the band. So we'll uh, use the right arrow to move to the next entry in the table. 144.500, 1.26, column 2. So we have an SWR of 1.26 at that frequency. Now, next one, so it shall be 145. 145.000, 1.28, column 3. 1.28 is the SWR. You can see it's gradually creeping up. 145.500, 1.29, column 4. 146.000, 1.31, column 5. 146.500, 1.32, column 6. 147.000, 1.34, column 7. 147.500, 1.37, column 8. And it gets up to about 1.37, and we don't really care about, well, since 148 was the limit, anyway, if we tab again, or if I right arrow again, table end. I'm out of the table. So we know that this band is going to work best, at least as far as SWR is concerned, at the very, very low end of the band. But an SWR of point Three seven isn't all that bad either, so you know it, it's going to perform reasonably well over the whole band. So now let's take this a step deeper, because SWR is nice to look at, but sometimes you really want to know a little bit more. And this would be especially true for a low band antenna. You might you you not only want to know the SWR, but you really want to know what the sweet spot is for making the antenna work. Now, what do I mean by the sweet spot? That's basically where you have as little capacitive reactance and as little inductive reactance as you can possibly have. And you're not going to know this from just doing a simple SWR because, as you know, 
if you tune your low band antenna, you're using a manual tuner to do it, you can get maybe three or four or five different places where the SWR is pretty good, but they aren't all going to work. And the reason they won't all work is because you may have varying amounts of inductive or capacitive reactance. So the only way we're going to find that out is to do a complex sweep. So we'll go back to our uh, tab uh, things. Wrapping the top, sweep panel heading level, navigation tabs tab, about tab, six of six. Administration tab, calibration tab, complex sweep tab selected, two of six. Okay, we are now selecting the complex sweep. We tab out of it to get the complex, uh, the heading that says complex sweep. Complex sweep heading level one. So now we have the same uh, things that we had before. Calibration preset combo box zero. Okay, the calibration preset is the first thing we have, and we want to keep it at that because we're still going to use, we're going to do this on two meters. Then we tab. Start frequency and megahertz edit. And we do 144.0. And frequency and megahertz edit. 148.0. Step and megahertz edit. 0.5. Sweep button. And we'll do the sweep. Press the spacebar. Get that done. Go back to the top. It'll just use the table command because we know we're looking for a table. Nine columns and four rows. Complex sweep result. Column one, row one, land. Column one, row. Okay, we're now at the table. So we have a four line table or a three line table. We have a three line table here. Um, and we'll look at the first column. VSWR, row two. Then uh, the second, then, then, um, okay, that's the first row, first column. We'll look at the first row, first column. Land, row, VSWR, row two. Real left parent, Z right parent, row three. Real Z, that's the resistive impedance of your antenna, which we didn't know before. Imag, left parent, Z right parent, row four. Imag. I-M-A-G, imaginary Z, which is a... I don't know why they use the term imaginary, but they did. Uh, it's really a complex impedance which looks at both your capacitive and inductive reactance. And in this column, if the number is negative, then we're looking at inductive reactants, and if it's positive, we're looking at capacitive reactants. And what we would like to see, if we really want the best results, we want to see as little of both capacitive and inductive reactants as possible. So we are looking for a number that approaches zero and ideally would be zero in this particular uh, row. So, let's look at let's look at the at the first row in the table, which is the real left parent Z right parent row the, three. The, well, the re, the real impedance. Okay, and we can just look at that to see what it's going to vary. It's going to look like one hundred forty four point oh 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 best match forty eight point seven four column two. Okay, so we know we're not quite at fifty two ohms, but that's okay. We're in reasonable. Tolerance. So let's see what happens to it as we go along. 
53.22, column 3. Well, that's a little closer, but it's not the best match, and we'll figure out why later on. 145.000, 58.30, column 4. Now you can see that the impedance is climbing. 145.500, 62.55, column 5. 146.000, 64.89, column 6. 146.500, 65.46, column 7. 147.000, 64.88, column 8. 147.500, 62.20, column 9. So we see that we have an impedance that kind of spikes somewhere in the middle of the band. But really, that's that's not going to tell us a whole lot about our antenna. Let's look at the the row below. Row 2, VSWR, column 1. Yeah, let's look at the VSWR here and see what it is across the whole sweep that we did. 144.000, best match. 1.23, best match, column 2. Okay, that uh, seems reasonable. It's pretty close to zero. 144.500, 1.26, column 3. 145.000, 1.28, column 4. 145.500, 1.29, column 5. 146.000, 1.30, column 6. 146.500, 1.31, column 7. 147.000, 1.34, column 8. 147.500, 1.37, column 9. Row 3, real left pair and Z right pair so, in column 1. So the, um, so the BSWR has been gradually moving up as we went over the band and it's not it's not bad i mean it's gonna it's gonna behave reasonably well at least as far as that goes but let's look at our at the real um thing that's going to tell us how this antenna works and that is our capacitive and inductive reactance imag left parent z right parent row more the imaginary z so let's start out here 144.000, best match, 10.36, column 2. All right, we've got uh, 10.36. Now, I don't know exactly what these numbers mean, but we know we've got some capacitive reactance here. Uh, let's continue looking up the band. 144.500, 11.31, column 3. 145.000, 10.24, four. Now, again, it seems to be coming down. 145.500, 6.86, column 5. Seems to be a little better there. 146.000, 2.15, column 6. 146.500, minus 2.64, column 7. Now you'll notice that all of a sudden it's it's been decreasing and it and now all of a sudden it's below zero. So now we're not getting capacitive reactance anymore. We're getting inductive reaction reactants. But somewhere in the middle, we found what looks like it's the sweet spot of the antenna. And I'll move back in the table here for a second. 146.000, 2.15, column 6. So we've got 2.15 for capacitive reactants. 146.500, minus 2.64, column 7. And we've got some inductive reactants at 146.5. So the sweet spot for this antenna, despite what the SWR says, is at around 146 meg. So the best match, which was for our SWR, is kind of meaningless here, at least if you go by the 
capacitive and inductive reactants. Let's just look at what the at what the VSWR is for these two frequencies. I'll move up two rows. Real left VSWR one point three one row two. 146.000, column 6. So, you know, 1.3, 1.31, it's, it's not bad, but it's not as good as it is down at the, um, at the low end of the band. But do we care? Probably not, because, again, who knows what's making that SWR behave the way it is. All that's telling us is that nothing is coming back to the rig, but it doesn't really tell us how signal is getting out to the antenna. I mean, for all we know, at that lower frequency, we could be doing a very nice job of feeding the coax and not getting nearly all of the signal to the antenna that we want. And again, I don't know exactly what these numbers mean. I just know that the sweet spot is... um, you, you want it to be around zero for capacitive reactants. So by using the complex sweep, we've gotten a much more detailed idea of how this antenna works. All right, so having uh, gotten to the end of the complex sweep for two meters, uh, I think this might be a good time to wake everybody up and uh, find out if there are any questions so far. Steve, um, this is Diane W-I-8-K. Um, I, I don't know if I missed something or what, but uh, is there some kind of um, physical, like some kind of hardware that goes along with this? And um, if so, um, how does it connect or does it connect somehow between your computer and your radio? I'm, I'm curious to know about what kind of connections there might be. Absolutely. Um, I, it, the, the, the hardware itself is called a nano VNA, and it's a little box that's about the size of two iPhone SEs stacked on, it, on top of each other. That, that's the physical size of it. Uh-huh. And you have a USB connector that goes to your computer, um, it's a USB-C at the nano VNA end, and of course, USB-A at the computer end. I've never been clear which way you're supposed to hold that box, so I always hold it with the SMA connectors facing up toward the ceiling and the screen facing me. And when you hold it that way, um, the USB-C connector is on the left-hand side, um, there's a little t- uh, slide switch on the right-hand side and a little scrolly wheel that allows you to move around in the menus, which won't do us a bit of good. And, of course, the SMA connectors are on top. And so you don't really connect it to your radio. In fact, that that's one of the nice things about an antenna analyzer is that you don't have to put a signal out onto the air. You know, when when we had our... TW1s and TW2s, you know, we want to find out what the SWR is. You key down the transmitter and annoy somebody somewhere because, you know, you're you're blasting out a signal into the air. But with the antenna analyzer, you don't have to do that because the nano VNA itself puts out a signal to the antenna 
and figures out what's going on based on that signal. So it's actually got a little oscillator and, and uh, uh, you know, some kind of a signal generator inside it. Excellent. I really enjoyed it. I bet you there's some uh, complex number that relates those two and that the, um, you know, that imaginary part, that's got to be, um, you know, I have to look it up, but I bet you if you put it together, there's some complex number. Anyway, it's wonderful. And I, I loved it. I understand it all. And I, um, I, I, I mean, that, it. that app must be quite nice. Um, uh, the controller that he's, uh, revised, um, or written, you know, revised the, the app for must be really nice and uh well um yeah and and the term that i've heard um with relation to this um, imaginary z is something called a smith chart but i not being a mathematician um i don't know a whole lot about that and uh, betsy i think you're probably more <laughs> much more eminently qualified to know what that is than than i am and uh Maybe at some point you can enlighten the rest of us. I I was, you know, my my math was mostly that I had, I kept arguing with the uh, with the teachers in junior high because they said pi r square and I said no pi r round and you know that, that got me thrown out of the class. Anyway, do we have any more questions? This is Richard Via. Oh, hi, Richard. You know there was <clears throat> there was a point there where you were going from positive to negative. If you were to input a frequency below, right in between them, could you got you probably could have gotten zero, right? Yes, yeah. I'm, yes, I'm quite sure that's true, and actually, that's a very good point because what I would, if if I were really looking for that sweet spot, I would then do another sweep with a smaller step size instead of 500 kilohertz. I would do maybe say. 50 kilohertz, and I would decrease the range uh, just to 146.0, from 146.0 to 146.5. And, and you know, maybe I might even do 20 kilohertz and just see what the numbers look like there. And that that's how I would kind of home in on that, on that sweet spot if I were, if I were going to be doing it right. Has, has that program been updated? Uh, I believe that it has been updated to version 1.4, and I don't know what the updates are. Um, I've heard that some of it has to do with bringing even more functionality because we're we're only looking at a small portion of what the Nano VNA can do. Apparently, it can do things like uh, determine the length of a coax and help you find um, intermittent, you know, breaks in a, in a in a length of coax and do all kinds of other things. Um, it can also be used to analyze filters if you have if you have some kind of a bandpass filter. Uh, it can be used for that. But you know, I I and I don't know if that's part of the new version or whether there's going to be even yet another update that's going to there was, there was a presentation uh, some time back on, on a Thursday night uh, Zoom calls, I guess you would call it. That was done by, who was that now? Um, and uh, they were talking about improving the application. I just wonder if there had been a new release. I don't know. Honestly, I, I you know, after... 
after this is over and I have time to, and I have time to play and I'm not, you know, under the concern of doing a presentation, I'm going to download the latest version and uh, see if it changes anything. Uh, you mentioned before how with, the na- with this nano thing that you can, you don't have to like hook your radio up to the antenna, then key up on the air to check your beat, you know, read the SWR or anything like that and, and bug other people. But you mentioned that this nano VNA thing still sends its own signal to, to the antenna. I still figure if it does that, that signal is going to come out of the antenna. So is the now VNA still going to be, you know, bugging people on the air if you, because well, it too is transmitting? Te- technically, you're right, but it's the difference between transmitting uh, 10 watts versus um, 10 milliwatts. I mean, and I don't know exactly what the signal is that the, that the nano VNA puts out, but I would venture to say that, uh, I, now I, you know, I had the thing in my shack and I didn't even hear when I was doing the sweeps, I didn't even hear any signals on my own, uh, equipment. So, you know, I suspect that, um, it's not going to bother anybody. Okay, so it's very QRP, basically. It's- oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I I, I doubt that uh, I doubt you'd even know it was there, you know, even with a field strength meter or anything like that. I, I don't even know if you could tell. Okay. So it's kind of similar to a dummy load when you kind of tune up the radio. This is like what you use for the antenna. So I aren't like throwing up a signal and bugging everybody. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's going to have, oh, thank you. Yeah. It's going to have the same effect, except of course that it's not really a dummy load because what you're trying to do here is you're, 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 not trying to see what how the radio is going to work. You're trying to see how the antenna. Check the antenna. It's this to check the antenna, not the radio, basically. Right. Right. All right. Thank you. Uh, and thank thank you, Holly and Steve. What a great presentation so far. What was the slide switch for? And also, where is the uh, antenna connector uh, on on the unit to uh, to uh, connect the antenna to? And uh, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, let's say that you're holding the Nano VNA so that the screen is facing you, and uh, it's a rectangular box. So let's say that the long edge of the rectangle is pointing up toward the ceiling, and the screen is facing you. Um, the There will be a slide switch on the right, which is to turn the unit on and off. And there will be a little scrolly wheel on the right that you don't have to worry about because it deals with menus that uh, we can't see anyway because we have to look at the screen. And the SMA connectors are, if you have the box in that orientation, the SMA connectors are up on top. There are two of them. Uh, The right-hand one is for the antenna, and the left-hand one only comes into play if you're... um, trying to analyze a bandpass filter or something like that where you need both input and output. Um, and the USB connector is on the left-hand side. So that's it. More questions? Presentation. Okay, I got a three-part question for you. And if you want to keep the last part of it under your hat and give us give a short answer before we uh, end, end the uh, presentation, that'd be great. Does this antenna analyzer need not apply i'm guessing yes i mean i'm a you know i'm I'm a potential ham here if you use say 
I'm going to throw a radio, a radio name that maybe the general public doesn't know about. The GD77, DM1801, any of those either have an antenna like the rubber ducky or the, you know, the flexi or whatever. You just mentioned a little bit ago, you um, have two antennas on the roof. So how does this work without having antenna wire, coax, yada, yada, all over the place? If you don't have, say, for example, I rent, so I'm not going to put up anything like that since I'm just wanting a tech license. So, you know, how does, how does this work? Second of all, um, you're talking to a worldwide audience here who probably doesn't know a, not, not even me know what, what the heck you're talking about in some ways, in some respects. Um, give a short answer toward the end of this. What would you tell them, a person like me, how do I become a ham? What do I need to do? Who do I talk to? Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to not, not that your question isn't a good one, the second part of the question, but that, that's really kind of, way beyond the scope of this topic. Um, and if we do that, we'll never finish the rest of the presentation, I'm afraid, because that, that you could, the, the whole process of getting a ham license and all of the resources involved, um, you know, you could, you could spend hours on that topic. So I, I really kind of don't want to get into that here because I'm not even sure I know what all the resources. I've I've been a ham so long that I haven't had to worry about it. But but certainly one resource would be Handy Hams, uh, which is based in the U.S. And there are people in this group that know um, the address. There's of course the American Radio Relay League uh, that they have materials and they have classes and um, things. Um, often the best way to get started if you want to get into ham radio is to be in your own, uh, find local people who are hams, uh, and hams are usually pretty willing to mentor other hams because, uh, they want to get people into the hobby. So I, I think that's probably your best way there. There are also online, um, databases and courses i'm sure if you googled uh ham radio tutorials or uh technician license or general class license or any of that kind of stuff um you'd probably find more than you'd even be able to deal with at any one time now to get back to your first question um you could certainly use uh, the nano vna to look at and analyze a rubber duck. Um, I probably could have done that. I mean, in fact, I know I could have done it. I didn't. I didn't think of it because I've never worried too much about. I. I mean, I figure either a rubber duck either works or it doesn't, uh, or that kind of antenna. Usually, when I'm when I want to know about an antenna that's either working or not working, it's usually one that's away from my. Uh, from my shack. I mean, as in uh, a piece of coax, you know, a long piece of coax that's feeding the antenna. But you certainly can use it to analyze any kind of antenna you want. So if you were, uh, for instance, doing a field day kind of thing, um, you could could take uh, your nano VNA out into the place where you set up your antennas and before you uh, apply transmitting power and smoke everything in sight you could uh, you could check it out and find out if your antenna was going to work on the bands that you that you thought it was going to work so now let's do the same kind of sweep 
for 440, same antenna, but we'll do it on 440. So the first thing we got to do is go to a different calibration profile. Calibration preset combo box zero, one. So we go to number one because that's what I've got set up for 440. We'll tab to the next thing. Start frequency in megahertz edit 144.0. Okay, now we've got to change this uh, frequency because obviously it's wrong. So we'll do 440.0. And frequency in megahertz edit 148.0. And we'll do 450.0. Step in megahertz edit 0.5. Keep the steps the same. Sweep button. Hit the sweep button. Okay, and now... 20 columns and 2 rows. VSWR sweep result. Column 1, row 1, 401.32, row 2. Okay, so our first um, SWR, or VSWR, is uh, 1.32. That's at 144. Row 1, row 2, 440.000, 1.32, column 1. Our... Our first uh, sweep is at 440. 440.500, 1.28, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, 1.6, 1.7, 1.8, 1.9, 1.10, 1.11, 1.12, 1.13, 1.14, 1.15, 1.16, 1.17, 1.18, 1.19, 1.20, 1.21, 1.22, 1.23, 1.24, 1.25, 1.26, 1.27, 1.28, 1.29, 1.30, 1.31, 1.32, 1.33, 1.34, 1.35, 1.36, 1.37, 1.38, 1.39, 1.40, 1.41, 1.42, 1.43, 1.44, 1.45, 1.46, 1.47, 1.48, 1.49, 1.50, 1.51, 1.52, 1.53, 1.54, 1.55, 1.56, 1.57, 1.58, 1.59, 1.60, 1.61, 1.62, 1.63, 1.64, 1.65, 1.66, 1.67, 1.68, 1.69, 1.70, 1.71, 1.72, 1.73, 1.74, 1.75, 1.76, 1.77, 1.78, 1.79, 1.80, 1.81, 1.82, 1.83, 1.84, 1.85, 1.86, 1.87, 1.88, 1.89, 1.90, 1.91, 1.92, 1.93, 1.94, 1.95, 1.96, 1.97, 1.98, 1.99, 1.100, 1.101, 1.102, 1.103, 1.104, 1.105, 1.106, 1.107, 1.108, 1.109, 1.110, 1.111, 1.112, 1.113, 1.114, 1.115, 1.116, 1.117, 1.118, 1.119, 1.120, 1.121, 1.122, 1.123, 1.124, 1.125, 1.126, 1.127, 1.128, 1.129, 1.130, 1.131, 1.132, 1.133, 1.134, 1.135, 1.136, 1.137, 1.138, 1.139, 1.140, 1.141, 1.142, 1.143, 1.144, 1.145, 1.146, 1.147, 1.148, 1.149, 1.150, 1.151, 1.152, 1.153, 1.154, 1.155, 1.156, 1.157, 1.158, 1.159, 1.160, 1.170, 1.171, 1.172, 1.173, 1.174, 1.175, 1.176, 1.177, 1.178, 1.178, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179, 1.179,
Okay, now let's look at the let's look at the real Z. 440.00, Okay, so now let's look at the imaginary Z. Row 4, Imag left parent Z right parent, column 1, 440.000, minus 7.90, column 2. So we've got a fair amount of inductive reactants at the low end of the band here. 440.500, minus 9.73, column 441.000, minus 9.43, column 441.500, minus 7.34, column 442.000, minus 4.14, column 6, 442.500, minus 0.35, column 7. Well, that sounds promising, getting down to a fairly low level of uh, inductive reactants. 443.000, 3.57, column 8. Now we're into capacitive reactants, so that was the crossover point. So probably the sweet, the real sweet spot for this antenna, despite the SWR, 442.500 minus 0.35, column seven. And that's that's where your that's where your um, 
inductive and capacitive reactants are closest to zero. Let's see what the VSWR is uh, at that frequency. Real VSWR 1.05, row 2. Well, that's pretty good. So even though the best match was at the other end of the band, the the real sweet spot for this antenna is... 442.500, 1.05, column 7. Four, 442.5. Let's uh, continue with Real the... Real left, uh, mag left, parent, Z right, parent, minus 0. 0.3, 443.000, 3.57, column 8, 443.500, 7.12, column 9, 444.000, 9.76, 444.500, 10.71, column 11, 445.000, column 14. Now here again, another sweet spot at this frequency. Let's look at the VSWR. Real left VSWR, 1.37, row 2. 1.3. So here again, we've got another sweet spot, but if you looked at just the VSWR, um, you might think, well, maybe not. But um, since you're really looking for um, close to zero inductive and capacitive reactants, uh, this is another sweet spot. Let's continue looking at uh, the imaginary Z. Real left, mag left, parent, Z right, parent, 446.500, minus 5.50, column 15. Now we're getting inductive reactants. 447.000, minus 9.15, 447.500, minus 10.13, column 448.000, minus 8.98, column 448.500, minus 6.46, 449.000, minus 2.95, column 20, 449.500, best match, 0 0.62, column 21. And our best match is 0 0.62 virtual uh, not 0 0.62 um, imaginary Z. So again, what we're getting with all of this is a is a pretty good detailed picture of how the antenna is behaving. Now, does it mean that the antenna will not work? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It'll work, but it may not work as well as you think it's going to work in certain parts of the band. And that's what this is kind of showing you. All right. And with that, we're come to the end of the demonstration part of it. And I guess it's time for more questions. Yes. You mentioned the sweep. Now, the sweep, is that basically the unit starts at like the low frequency of the range that goes up by that step? to the yeah. maximum frequency. That's what they call the sweep. It's just moving through a range of frequencies. Right, right. That's exactly Thank what Thank you. Mean. Yep. Okay. Betsy, it's your time to shine. Um, yeah, uh, Smith charts, I understand, are pretty complicated, and some sighted people, they're not a, a lot of people can't really understand them. I notice the difference between... The SWR, VSWR at those two sweet spots was yep. real small. I thought, I think there was one at 1.05 and 1.03. So that was yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and usually you won't see a big difference, but no. you, you also notice that there were some times when you, you got 
fairly low SWR, but the capacitive and inductant reactants were higher than you'd want them to be. So, you know, it's 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 kind of interesting when you start seeing how all the all of the numbers mesh. Yeah, because one time I had a low SWR and I couldn't imagine why I had um, a problem, but um, there was obviously a, um, a problem, and it's probably because there was reactants in there. That's right. That's yeah. right. If so. if you had had a nano VNA at your right. disposal, you could have figured that out. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. Good. Good. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Harvey. What? Could you kind of tell me what, Ty, could you describe the antenna that you have this thing hooked up to right now? Um, The antenna is a um, dual-band vertical antenna on two meters. It's it's a two-meter and 440. It's about four feet tall. It's a diamond. I think it was a diamond. I I don't even remember the number on the thing, but it's, you know, mounted on the side of my house up on the roof. This is a vertical. Okay, thank you. This is N7 VIP. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Steve and, and everybody. This is John Glass in yeah. U6P. And uh, thank you, Steve, for the for the nice presentation. I know that we're getting close to the end of the um, of the session here, and I was just wondering if you guys would like to know who is in the room. We probably have uh, eight people or so. Oh yeah, always always good to know. Hi, I'm Jessica Dale from Michigan, call sign K-E-8-U-P-E. I got my tech back in April. Congratulations. I'm Chris Brenforder from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. My call sign is KC0-A-O-L. I got my license back in 97. All right. I'm Harvey Hagee, N5-H-A-U, November 5 Hotel Alpha Uniform. I've been a ham since 1984. I'm Richard Villa, called AG5KL. I've been a ham. Re got my license because I started back at 58, but this last time since uh, since uh, uh, 16 as extra. Very good. Mr. Morales, go ahead. Yeah, Steve, really quick. For those who are in both camps, either JAWS land or NVDA land, have you tested with the software with uh, NVDA? Thanks. I have not, but I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work, um, because basically it's a web interface. And, um, you know, if NVDA works with your browser, it'll, it, it should work. I mean, it's good, you know, it's got headings and it has some table stuff and everything else is just edit boxes and combo boxes. And there's no, no fancy stuff and nothing, nothing really weird. So I can't think of any reason why it shouldn't work. Oh, here, Jeffrey Bennett has a hand up. Go ahead, Jeff. Yes, is there a particular browser that works best for Steve? Um, I have not tested it with anything but Edge, but I have heard other people use Chrome. The only one I would say don't even think about it is Internet Explorer. But, you know, quite frankly, if you're using Internet Explorer for anything these days, you shouldn't be. Thank you. Yep. Oh, we got somebody... Yeah, this is Harvey. I just wanted to let people know this presentation will be available in podcast format later in the month. So if you'd like it, uh, you can uh, get it that way and listen to it again. Also, for those who participate in our conference calls, uh, this will be the conference call for July. We decided that on the June conference call. So our next regular conference call will be on Sunday, August 14th 
at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm just letting everybody know that. I uh, will say the meeting is adjourned, and we'll see you on the uh, ACBRA list or on the next conference call. 73, everyone. 73, 73. Harvey.